Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Real Marketers Podcast. In today's episode, I'll sit with Matt Kramer to discuss the revolution of the mortgage industry, the real estate industry, and hopefully the end of this inaccessible housing market. Matt and I will be discussing NFTs, crypto, blockchain, meta agents, and more. This will be an episode unlike anything that I have ever done before. Some of what we'll be discussing literally doesn't even exist yet. Being that I am an NFT and crypto beginner, I will be learning from Matt as much as anyone tuning in. So please make sure to catch this episode live, drop your questions in the comments, and let me know ahead of time what you'd like us to discuss. If you're interested in staying ahead of the curve and being one of the earliest adopters of the future of our industry, this is an interview that you won't want to miss. I'm Oliver Bohr, and this is the Real Marketers Podcast. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are officially live. Now, for everybody who's here right now, there's a couple of exciting things going on. The first thing is, this is the first Facebook Live that we've done in this group in particular. Um, you may be watching it on my profile. That's fine as well. Um, but if you're watching it in the uh, the Real Estate Secrets of the Top Producers Facebook group, then I want to congratulate you on uh, watching the first Facebook Live here. Now, the second thing that's super duper exciting for me is I've never really hosted a Facebook Live or a podcast where I know nothing about the subject. And the opportunity here is that we're talking about something that nobody knows about. And I'm here with Matt Kramer. And Matt, I'm going to give you a very stellar introduction in just a moment. But Sounds good. <laughs> the reason that I got you onto this podcast, just to be very clear, is because I was looking for an expert. And as you know, when it comes to crypto, when it comes to NFTs, nobody's an expert. And the very first thing you said to me was, well, I don't know if I'd call myself an expert. And I was like, <laughs> that's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of people pitching, say, I'd love to, if you're interested in having an, ex an expert on your show. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm interested. So I'm not going to be calling you. Um, but anyway, so I, if you don't mind, I'm going to sort of introduce you how I know you because you're a little bit of a legend in my eyes. And then I'll kind of give you the floor and you can introduce yourself as, as you wish. That sound good? Sounds great. Let's do okay. it. So Matt Kramer is this guy right here. And Shane Hillier, we're partners on a, on, on a, on a marketing program, which everybody should get. Um, it's called, and it's so long ago that I bought it. I don't, it was Real Estate Mastery and Conversion Academy. Uh, Real Estate Marketing Conversion Academy. Okay. Unbelievable program. Now, as we all know with marketers, there's so many bad marketers out there. So many people who've like, they're experts because they've been doing it for six months. And I bought Matt and Shane's program and it was something different than I've ever seen. I was like, holy smokes, these guys are super legit. Then, so obviously I bought the program. Then I, then I hosted both yourself and Shane and a couple of other marketing uh, experts as well, but actual experts, don't worry guys. Um, and you guys were awesome people as well. Then I got more associated with the double your income coaching and all of you guys are just stupendous people. Um, <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. So just before we get into NFTs and the literal future of real estate, uh, as we know it, uh, why don't you take a second and introduce yourself? Yeah, I mean, that is probably better than I could do for myself. Um, my background's real estate. I was a real estate agent while well, still technically a real estate agent uh, for about 10 years now, nine years, 10 years, something like that. And let's see, from there, I ended up working on a team where I was doing all the lead generation for the team. And somewhere along the way, I decided, why don't I just do this freelance or start my own agency or something? Because I'm working with agencies and freelancers who are making 
almost more than me <laughs> at like one client, right? And they've got tons of clients. So they were making way more than I was on this position. And I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go do that. So that is the route I went. And I started uh, going to learn more about a client acquisition and all that fun stuff. Cause it's similar to real estate, but a little bit different. And somewhere along the way I met Shane and we just hit it off. We started talking, you know, how to convert the leads because he was really good at getting the leads, but you know, they're running into obstacles with converting the leads for their clients. And so him and I started working together on that. And then we found ourselves like on zoom and stuff like that constantly and decided we just make a group where we, put that stuff out there live basically. And so that started the whiskey Thursdays. And then next thing we know, everybody's asking for training. And so we started a course and yeah, that's pretty much how it, how it all happened. And now, um, him and I are working on the NFT stuff together for our new discord, right? <laughs> Which is wild because again, it was something him and I have been working on in the background and all of a sudden he posted something and people are messaging me and I'm getting all these friend requests and like, show me this and show me that. And it's, yeah. So I'm not really an expert in this space, but I know a lot more than people who are getting started. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, I, listen, as long as you know more than me, I think we're all going to be okay. Sounds but good. <laughs> I, I have a friend who sits me down and goes, I want to tell you all about NFTs. Yeah. And I was like, I really don't want to know about this because it's mm -hmm. just, it's like learning a new skill. It's so stressful. And then I was speaking to a good friend of mine, Rochelle Edwards, who might be listening to this or watching this live right now. So awesome if you are. Um, but she's like, no, this is going to revolutionize the real estate industry. And then all of a sudden my ears perked up and now I'm interested. Um, by the way, to anybody watching live, if you have any questions I want me to ask for Matt, who is a not expert expert on NFTs and crypto and everything Post it into the group, uh, into the comments and I'll make sure to ask the questions as they come in. Lord knows. I'm, I don't even know enough to, uh, to, to know exactly what questions I want to ask. <laughs> but, uh, this would be what? perfect then. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. You guys should be doing the, the interviewing. What <laughs> in the heck is an NFT? Oh my gosh. That's a loaded question, right? Cause you, like you say, you get that typical answer. Oh, it's a non fungible token. Um, but it, there's there's just a lot more to it because it can be a simple JPEG or PNG or whatever piece of art that people are going crazy over. It could be a membership to a club. It could be a discount service for a brand. I mean, there's there's so many different things that it can can represent. The image that you see is really just the front facing piece, and a lot of these are now coming. <clears throat> coming up with utility. Okay. Meaning if I own, let's take for instance, um, there's one called mutant cats, right? And I was just looking into this and studying their tokenomics recently. And uh, they're really interesting. But basically how it works is when you own one, you can do what's called staking. And when you stake something, basically you take it out of your wallet, right? And you stake it on the website. Now, the advantage to them is if it's not in your wallet, you're not going to sell it, right? So it's more people holding on to it. And when you stake it, for the amount of time that you have it staked, you can earn a currency, a digital currency. Uh, for the mutant cats, I think it's called fish. And that currency has real world value based on its adoption rate and whatnot. So, and based on what's backing it. So 
you've got this little picture that's all anybody sees, but on the back end, you've got membership to their Discord. You've got the mastermind of all the other people who uh, own the NFT. And then you've also got this staking mechanism, which is making you passive income. And the whole time, the NFT might be going up or down in value too. Okay, so there are a couple of words also, which I think I, I, I would like clarification on. So yeah, you let's do it. You said staking and it kind of transferred from one wallet and then that's what I was like, wallet. What does that mean on the internet? Yeah, so you've got MetaMask is pretty much the most common one that we're using, um, that most people are using, I think. And that would be for people who are on the Ethereum network as well as a bunch of other ones. Um, and basically what that is, is it's a Chrome extension that has a password, secret recovery phrase, like it's supposed to be difficult for people to gain access to it. Um, but that's your, I don't know if I'd say portal. <laughs> it's your portal to all this stuff, basically. Um, it holds the ether, which is the gas or Ethereum, which is your gas. And then it holds your other coins as well. And so it's like, uh, they call it a wallet, right? I don't know if it's, that's the best term, but it seems to work. <laughs> Well, it actually kind of makes sense because the way I'm envisioning it is sort of almost like a bank. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's like your bank accounts. I mean, really, bank accounts kind of just store money, but it seems like this sort of bank account, as it were, which mm -hmm. wallet is like a bank is a, a, a bank is essentially just like a glorified wallet. It just kind of stores all yeah. your money and everyone else's money. So well, that's what everybody thinks. <laughs> Try to go take it all out at once. <laughs> yes. I think talking to maybe a group of real estate agents, I think they see the banks in a very different sort of light than right. other people for sure. Um, but uh, um, yeah. Okay. So, so essentially you've got this wallet online mm -hmm. um, and this wallet not only ha has all of your money, which it's literal currency, although it's, it's mm -hmm. obviously not physical coins, but it's literal currency in the digital space. But it also, you can have other assets that are also worth this same digital currency, in this case, Ether, inside of that same wallet. Is that sort of a good simplification and a good synopsis of it? Yeah, I think so. I think that works. <laughs> okay. So, so, okay. So Robert asked a good question here in the, in the comments. How would you explain NFTs, crypto uh, to real estate agents and why it's relevant to them? And I, I kind of want to, yeah, I guess I'll just let you answer that question. Yeah. So right now there's a program that I'm pretty interested in that is, um, how would you say this? They're, they're fractionalizing Airbnb assets. Okay. So basically they're going out and buying Airbnbs after they sell their NFT project. The NFT project that they're selling represents ownership in the fractions of uh, the Airbnb properties, which means it's backed by a real asset. And then as that earns income, the people who own the NFT make money. So it's almost like uh, like they've set up a VC fund, right? A small VC fund or investment fund for people that that want to get involved, but maybe they don't have enough to go out and buy their own property or rent their own Airbnb. Okay. So essentially like anybody with any money can buy a portion. Is it a portion of an NFT or is the like, let's say you've got, I mean, it sounds like where we're going with this is that you've got a mortgage mm -hmm. and that mortgage is essentially split up. And I'm not sure if it's portions like it's in one NFT and then you can buy portions of that mortgage NFT or the mortgage is split up into a bunch of different NFTs. Like, I'm not sure how we're yeah. splitting that up. So I don't remember their exact tokenomics, but for example, uh, a lot of these NFTs have 10,000 in the collection, right? 
And that mortgage or that number of mortgages would be split up equally uh, or based on what they tell you in the information or the white paper, which is a document that kind of outlines how everything works in their project. But basically, let's say they're giving 50% ownership to NFT owners. So that 50% would be broken down equally like between each of the 10,000 NFTs. Now, one person could buy five NFTs or they could buy 100 NFTs and they'll have more. But they're basically buying a share of the business. Which is the house is the business in this case. Right. I should say they're funding a share of the business because that is one of the risks, right? You don't actually own part of the LLC. Right. So the LLC could, let's say they were bad actors, they could do this, pitch everybody on it, get everybody excited, and then run off with the money, right? Yes. Okay, I see that. So there are risks too. Okay, so so I buy a house. Okay, so let's say, uh, and obviously some people are going to laugh and be like, that's a crazy expensive house. And other people are going to be like, you can't buy a house for that price. But I speak to agents all across the US. So I'm just going to say mm-hmm. $500,000 for a house. So I want to buy a house for $500,000, right? I'm going to get a $400,000 mortgage. I'm going to put 20 down and I'm going to get, I'm going to spend $100,000. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I mean, maybe not obviously, but I'm assuming that I would be the main, I would be on the title of the house. Yes. If we're talking about you just buying a house or are you, are you saying with this NFT project? No, I'm talking about in, in terms of, well, I was talking about in terms of regular home ownership, meaning not yeah, regular home ownership. You'll be on the title. Okay, and then the four hundred thousand dollar mortgage that I'm that I'm that I'm taking, instead of paying whatever crazy interest over the next fifty billion years of my life to the banks, essentially what I'm doing is I'm allowing, let's say, ten thousand people, and on a four hundred thousand dollar, my math is really bad. I oh, okay, I see where you, I see where you're going. You're talking about the self-paying mortgage already, and I was still on the other project because those are actually separate projects. There's lots <laughs> of them popping up right now. So, the one that I was referring to again would be, you know funding the the investment uh, venture for the Airbnb properties to make passive income. The one that you're talking about is a self-repaying mortgage. Uh, there's a couple of them that are that are working on getting started. I don't know that anybody's running one yet. Mm-hmm. But basically with those, you would get a decentralized mortgage, meaning instead of a regular mortgage that you would buy a house with, from a bank, you're getting it from, uh, this project. And so when they launch, the title will actually go in their name until you pay off the mortgage in order for them to be able to, uh, take a regular mortgage. Cause that's what they're doing is they're taking a regular mortgage and then they're going with the, uh, additional funds and they're investing that into what's called yield farming and other uh, decentralized methods of, of getting a high APR or APY. <laughs> okay. So so I buy this house for $100,000 down. You're saying it sounds like whoever's running this whole mortgage, decentralized mortgage project, mm-hmm. they're the one with the name on the title. Yep. And that's the way that they're guaranteeing to pay back the people who've invested in their NFTs, yeah? Right. Okay. So like... Is the interest structure different? Like, the yeah. So that- the one you're referring to um, is actually not a twenty percent down mortgage. I believe it's a one percent down mortgage. It's Ooh, it's very low. That's insane. And the interest me, rate. I just want to ask one specific question. Yeah. Just make sure that you address this because, um, like, 
the in terms of the interest rate that we're paying back, um, is is the int- am I paying back their interest and then people who buy the actual NFTs making money on the interest that I'm paying them, or when they get in the market and then when my house sells inevitably for more money in 15 years from now, they're making the profits on that? Which how does that work? Yeah. So again, this is a different project than the one that we talked about initially with the NFTs. This one, um, basically the NFT enables you the right to get the mortgage. Okay. So when you buy that, that's like your membership fee. Um, Once you have that though, like other people aren't getting a share of that one. So when you get the mortgage with them, what they would do is they would get the regular mortgage. Then they would get the house. You would get access to the house. You would have a mortgage payment of, I believe it's like 2% interest or something like that. And again, what they're doing with that additional money from the house is they're going and investing that in different crypto spaces that are a mix of, you know, safe, medium and so on. And so as their crypto is earning money, you, because you provided the house as the collateral, are getting a portion, getting a portion of the returns. And so that goes back against your mortgage payment. And so if you had a $2,500 mortgage payment, right, and they were able to collateralize or take the collateral from your home and make X amount of dollars to where your share was $1,000 a month, well, now your mortgage payment is essentially $1,500 on a much more expensive house with a 2% interest rate. That's probably the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's no, not even wild. Kidding. That's ridiculous. It's like literally flipped the entire system on its head where you actually get paid to take money. Like, (laughs) right. You're providing, I mean, tell me if I'm, if I'm, if I'm not understanding. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're making money off of taking a loan. (laughs) You're still paying, but it's very, very low. And once you average down the interest rate with the amount that you're bringing in, it's even lower. Okay. In what world is this not like, I know obviously the first question is like, yeah, like when, when the time comes, I'll learn about it. Like real estate agents maybe think that they have time. My question is in what world, unless I'm missing something, <laughs> what world is this not the future of, of financing and mortgages and, and mm-hmm. real estate? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to change a lot of things. There's a lot of um, regulations and and whatnot that have to come into play still that are going to probably challenge this stuff. Obviously a big bank is not going to want to um, compete with that. (laughs) And some of those have a lot of pull and, or maybe they end up looking at it and going, wow, we'd make more money doing it that way. And they start doing it that way, which would completely change it even more. So there's no telling which way it's going to go, how quick it's going to be able to uh, happen, but they're they're working on getting this started in 2022, and it'll take time as they build up their ability to buy more. But <laughs> essentially, it's coming. I mean, it sounds like as long so long as the free as the free market wins, yeah. It, like the only way that this isn't the future again, unless I'm missing something. But the only way that mm-hmm. this isn't the future, that this wouldn't be the future, is if the free market somehow, some way, doesn't end up on top. Yeah. Or like I say, if people uh, decide not to accept this stuff as as okay or whatnot, because a lot of the decentralized finance space is really confusing. People don't understand it. And there's a lot of fear mongering that goes on where people are like, crypto is terrible and this is the worst and you don't want NFTs and it's bad for artists and it's bad for this. And it's like, you know, people can 
can say that, but it seems like a lot of times they don't have uh, a real good grasp of what, what is going on and what's coming. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, and, and I, I saw there's a, a, another question in the group that I'm going to be getting to in a moment. Um, okay. But it, it, the saying is like, like the, the devil that you know is worse than the angel like that, that you don't. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hundred percent true is it's very easy to revert back into. And Lord knows I was like the same thing about this until I realized like, there's no escaping. I have to figure this out. And I'm actually mm-hmm. still in my, in my space. I'm one of the first people to talk about this and to kind of have folks like yourself on the show. I mean, yeah. the only reason I'm not counting you is because you're a real estate agent. That's sort of creating your own discord. <laughs> We're slightly different. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, so yeah, so it's easier to sort of revert back to, I don't really get this. It's all a load of nonsense. It's just a fad. It'll end. Yeah. Um, which is actually a nice, nice digression into the next question. Uh, unfortunately I can't see the name. It just says Facebook user. Um, but how can we learn about, I'm assuming that means the true risk. How can we learn about the true risk of doing this? Uh, and I'm, again, if you're watching this, Mr. and Mrs. Facebook user, let me know if, if this, if you're talking about specifically the decentralized and self-repaying mortgages, as opposed to the Airbnb, um, stuff that we need to, by the way, go back into. So how can we learn about the true risk? (laughs) Um, what are the scenarios if something does go wrong and who truly loses because clients would want to know the risk? And obviously, as the real estate professionals, mm-hmm. we're advising our clients. So we have to be the experts. Or at least we have to know enough to, to defer them to experts. Yeah. And as far as the true risk right now, this project is so early. Like it, it, you can't even get the, the self-repaying mortgage yet. Um, they're still jumping through a lot of hoops trying to get everything to where they can release this without getting shut down or anything like that. So the true risk will still be, you know, it's going to take time to see what that is based on what they ultimately decide will be their model. Right. Because it's, it's changed a couple of times what they were going to do here or there. And so as that moves forward, we'll see really what the risks are. Um, you could have a risk. Let's say you live in a neighborhood where, uh, the taxes are, are silly high. And so because you have a low interest rate, but you don't have your name on the mortgage, maybe you can't get um, homestead exemption on the taxes, right? And so if you couldn't get a homestead exemption on the taxes, then the taxes could eat into what might be your advantage normally. So that could be one thing. Um, there's always a risk in crypto that stuff just goes to nothing. <laughs> so I don't know what that would look like in this case. Again, as they release more information, we'll be able to look at that and understand it better. But yeah, crypto, it's yeah. A, there is a lot of risk in the space. There's a lot of risk. There's a lot of reward. Um, there's places where it's considered more more safe, but it's you know just like playing penny caps in the stock market, right? Yeah, I, 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 that's actually a pretty good. Ana- so I, that's a good analogy because I, I happen to be, I've recently, and when I say recently, I'm in the, in the within the past couple of years become very, um, I don't want to say trend averse because I, I check everything out, mm-hmm. but I don't jump in with both feet into new trends. Meaning, because every even Gary V, who's so bullish about this, recognizes like let's just all be steady. Ninety eight percent of this is all going to fail and go to nothing. Mm-hmm. So. At the, at the beginning of COVID, I put a ton of money into oil tankers. The reason I did that is because nobody was traveling and there was an oil war going on at the exact same time as a freaking global pandemic, <laughs> right? Great timing there, guys. Yeah. Um, and essentially, they were making more oil than had ever been produced in human history. 
mm-hmm. at the same time that they had nowhere to put it because nobody was using it. And so supply was the highest it's ever been. Demand was the lowest it's ever been. And I was like, okay, I got two things. I can either invest in the storage companies to store all of the oil, or I can invest in the USO, meaning basically that invest that oil prices will actually go back up. And of course, I made the wrong decision. And I invest mm-hmm. in oil tankers. And I'm like, for sure, they're going to start storing all of these oils. All of these oil cans. <laughs> I don't know why it didn't work out, but it didn't work out. And yeah. I lost a lot of money doing it like that. And since then, I've realized like any money that I have goes to myself, my business, and everything like that. And like, yeah, we'll do EFTs. And like, I'll talk about slow and steady growth. But I'm not the kind of guy that will invest into crypto. And that's why I was kind of letting it swing by and let it see, seeing what happens. But I think that this isn't crypto. I mean, obviously, it's a part of it. But this isn't like crypto. This isn't like oil tankers. This is, as Gary Vaynerchuk says, this is like social media. Like, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's it, right? Is there's a lot of different pieces to the puzzle. Um, <laughs> it's not just Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? It's not just the, the common things that you hear about every day on the news and whatnot. There's, there's so many different things out there, different blockchains that are popping up. Um, the Avalanche blockchain's got a lot of really cool stuff on it. There's games now that are popping up where you can make money playing the games. Um, <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff. And the reality is people have been using NFTs or whatever you want to call it for the longest time. I mean, Farmville was like, what, a billion dollar company? And people were spending... Like the way they made money was selling digital currency that you could spend in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're massive um, skins, you know, Call of Duty, Valorant, whatever you're playing. Like, if your kids or if you or your kids have like a bill for Fortnite, it's because you've upgraded to the package with skins and all that other stuff. Fortnite's a free game, right? Right. And so people don't realize like this stuff's kind of been happening for a long time the only difference is now you would actually own it so as opposed to like let's use fortnite for example right your kids out there they're playing fortnite and you're buying them skins every other month because this new package came out and it's so cool and you can be spider-man or whatever can you clarify what skins is i don't play yeah okay so in a video game fortnite anything basically you can get a skin and that would be a costume that your character could wear um, a different color weapon, like all sorts of different skins that pop up. Is it like a cheat? <laughs> nope, not a cheat. It just has completely cosmetic value. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. People and so, pay good money for that, eh? They do. They do. There's a lot of money in those games because of that. I mean, Fortnite, again, massive company. The game is free. It doesn't cost money. <laughs> right. How do they make their money? Skins and all the different add-ons. Um So yeah, so let's say you're getting that bill every month. Well, now, if that was an NFT, like at the end of the month, you could sell it if you decide you don't want to use that one anymore, right? Because you buy this skin and then a new one comes out and you want to get that one, but you can only use one at a time. But right now you can't sell them. You're just stuck with them. So if it was an NFT, that would completely change it. And you could have a limited number and make them even more rare and all that fun stuff. Right. So just I think this is actually a really cool analogy because as, as much as I don't play Fortnite, I, I understand the market for it mm-hmm. and I understand what it is. I think 
and again, correct me if I'm wrong. By the way, correct me if I'm wrong is like the theme of this entire thing. <laughs> just always correct right. me if I'm wrong. But it sounds like you can buy, just like I buy skins, right? So let's say I buy this skin. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I could possibly do to it. Maybe I, I make it Oliver's exclusive skin, mm -hmm. something, I don't know. And then I become a mega successful rock star, whatever it is. And then everything that I own becomes more valuable. So I, I'm sure there's going to be other ways than just becoming rich and famous to make the NFTs that you currently own more expensive. But essentially, it could become a business. And it sounds like it will become businesses for some people where they buy things, just like flipping a house. Mm -hmm. You buy it, you flip it, and then you sell it. You buy NFTs, you do something to it, or something happens, and then you sell it for more money. Is that is that a correct? Yeah. Um, you don't really, a lot of these, you don't do anything to them. There are, again, certain cases. But for the most part, when people are buying them and selling them and making money, like they're getting in early in something that they think has potential and they're buying it for the low price and they're just waiting for the demand to go up and more people to want it. And then what goes up is the, it's called the floor, right? It's the floor price or the lowest price on the market of that item or of that collection. And so as that rises and somebody bought it low, they just wait and they sell it just like it was a regular stock, but instead it's an NFT. And so the reason it's different to a stock is because you don't own you own a bit of the thing, whatever it may be. When it comes to stocks, when it comes to NFTs, you literally own this the same way that I own this pencil or something like that. Yeah, I mean, in a way, yeah. Okay. <laughs> where, am, <laughs> tell me where, I'm, where am I off? No, I would say like with the stock, um, you know, everybody owns the same stock, right? You own different amounts. With an NFT, it can be rare. It can be unique. Um, it, this is kind of going back to the art piece as opposed to the utility piece. Mm -hmm. But even if they have utility, if they also have art, it's funny because people want the most rare ones. It's just the way people are. Right. <laughs> and so those become more valuable. But aren't they all, why aren't they all rare? Like if NFTs are unique and only one of a kind, mm -hmm. then shouldn't every NFT be exactly as rare as the other one? So for instance, let's say there's a penguin NFT that comes out. Okay. And they can have a hat, a coat and a different color body. Right. And so maybe they only make 30 red ones, but they make 150 of the blue ones while the red ones are more rare. Mm -hmm. And so they use um, AI or algorithm or whatever to essentially set up the rarity levels. And then when these are generated, you have X amount that'll have, you know, the, the blue hat and the red body and the crazy coat that only one of them wears. Right. And so it makes it more rare. And again, this is the art piece of the, <laughs> the NFTs. It's kind of like the, the Pokemon version of it. Right. Yeah. Actually, yes. That's also a pretty good analogy. It's like, you gotta, gotta catch them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so 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 I, I just want to make sure it was like last time when it came to the to the Airbnb stuff, I kind of moved on, I think. Because yeah, I thought you were talking about something else. I moved on too quickly. I want to make sure that we're not moving on too quickly now. Yep. So again, everybody watching this, let me know in the comments if there's anything that you want me to ask Matt uh, specifically. But in the meantime, I am gonna go back to the Airbnb. So if you wouldn't mind, like I say it again now with the new context that we have about what an NFT is, what's that project? Yeah, so that project is let me see if I can grab their their information here. Um, cause that'll give a little bit more, let's see. It's funny. Everybody talks about like being the early adopters and, and, and jumping on these trends. Like I'm sure mm -hmm. that the early adopters of NFTs can make an absolute killing, but 
to tell you the truth, at least from me as a, as a content marketer, I feel like the opportunity is the first person who can properly explain what this is in a way that's not talking about, right? Like the classic definition of what's an NFT. Oh, it's a non-fungible token. Like, oh, wow, that, that really makes sense. <laughs> the first person who can truly make this understandable to the masses, like mm -hmm. a YouTube channel, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's like the, you know, the utility, the membership, there's all those different pieces um, saying like what one is specifically is, is it's limited, right? Because again, some of them are a picture. They're one right. of 10,000 pictures with a rarity scale and that's it. That's all they are. Right. Others are utility tokens to other events, to clubs, to private yachts, you know, all that fun stuff. This one that I was looking at, let me see if I can find what their introduction is. Basically, from what I understand, they are taking the proceeds from the NFT launch to buy Airbnb properties. With those Airbnb properties, as the properties make money, that will go back to the holders of the NFTs. Okay, so, so it's there's a group essentially of an investment fund. <laughs> Right. So this investment fund owns NFTs. I essentially buy the NFTs and then they take whatever profits they make from those NFTs, purchase properties uh, from Airbnb, and then, mm -hmm. and then I guess distribute those profits out. I'm not sure where the connection is between the properties and the NFTs that the investors are buying though. Right. So the NFTs are not bought by the investors. They're, well, I should say, they're bought by like me and you, right? Okay. And when I say bought, they're actually minted. So right now, those NFTs are just code in the back of a website. That's it. And then once you put the gas in with Ethereum, right, which is your, your method of payment, it will create those NFTs. It generates them based on what's called a smart contract, which tells it how many to make, what kinds, what traits, all that fun stuff. And so those get minted, which is basically created, and then they go to your wallet address. You now own them, okay? And every mint, let's say it costs 150 per mint. So that $150 is going to the creators of the project. And they're using that money to go out and buy property, which they will oh. then rent out as an Airbnb. So they buy 10 houses, they Airbnb all of them, and they make, you know, I don't know, $300,000 a month. Well, now they take a portion of the profits and they distribute that back to the people who own the NFTs, the people who minted them or created them or now own them. <laughs> so, not, so not only would I be getting an NFT out of this deal, but I would also be getting a percentage of the profits. Yep. But that's so crazy because that also sounds like, and again, it sounds like I'm almost trying to force a, a round peg in a square hole. So you're good. If I'm wrong, but <laughs> it seems like repaying the person who initially made that investment or initially gave something to make something else possible. And then in the case of the real estate market, like with the decentralized and the software paying mortgages, I purchase a property, which mm -hmm. then allows other people to purchase a bunch of NFTs that my house becomes a collateral on that property, which we're going to have to talk again about what the heck that means. 
And then as a repayment, essentially, for me allowing them to use my house as a collateral, which again, talk about what that means in a moment, they're going to basically repay me from the profits made out of those NFTs when they're resold or out of the house when I resell the house. Okay. I, I think you went back to mixing the two projects. <laughs> so um, let's let's go back to the Airbnb piece, right? So see, I wish I had a whiteboard up here. I need a whiteboard. <laughs> it's downstairs. Um, you can just color on a window. Your wife won't mind. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to start a project where you're going to be realist, uh, a real estate investor. The only problem is you don't have any money, okay? Or maybe you do, but you don't want to use it. Point being, bank account for this project is zero. So what you're going to do is you're going to pitch the vision to other people. And then you're going to create an NFT project for that vision. And when people buy the NFT or mint the NFT, that money goes to you. And now you have the money to go out and buy that real property. Okay. Once you buy it, you turn it into an Airbnb. And once you turn it into an Airbnb, you start generating profits. As you're generating those profits, you're giving portions back to the people who bought the NFTs or the people who currently own the NFTs. Right? So they don't even realize, but they're, they're investors as well. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But in, it could be that some 17-year-old kid sees a cool NFT for 150 bucks. He thinks he's buying an NFT. Little does he know. I don't know. He's building his passive income. He's building his portfolio. Yeah. I mean, that could happen. <laughs> that could happen. You just see a bunch of people are buying it. And so you go buy it and then you're like, oh, wait, this has passive income. Awesome. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that could happen. Okay. So I think I'm actually pretty good on the Airbnb one. It's, it's yep. a centralizing mortgage. Maybe the reason I'm having such a hard time with the self-reporting <laughs> mortgages stuff is because it sounds like it's an, it's an, it's an end and I don't want to talk in such absolute terms. First off, I always hate talking in absolute terms. Mm -hmm. But I, I I don't think to simplify something, to, to trivialize something is, is so profound as this current housing market crisis that we're in. But it sounds like we've created a way that a little guy can pay 1% down instead of, instead of, as I find with with a lot of my like centralized clients, like in the US, like they're trying to compete with cash buyers from New York and freaking mm -hmm. LA. They don't have to deal with that anymore because now instead of having to, 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 I don't know, instead of having the greatest possible credit score in this and that to get a mortgage with a bank, now it's like I've created a system where I only have to put 1% down in a house, which like I said, can sometimes be if it's a $300,000 house, but it's a $3,000, Yeah. right? So I can put 1% down mm -hmm. and we've now created an avenue or a medium for that to be sufficient. And not only that, but not only am I not paying interest on my on my mortgage, but mm -hmm. I'm receiving interest on the NFTs that my mortgage empowered. You're receiving interest on the NFTs. Nope, because again, so the NFTs are not the same utility in this project as they are for the Airbnb project, right? So the NFTs for the self-repaying mortgage were basically your membership to get a mortgage, okay? And that's it. So you paid for the membership to be able to go out and get this self-repaying mortgage in the future. That is the only utility, as, as I understand or re recall anyways. Okay, so basically that can just fall out of the picture because now you go to this company and you get this loan on your house or on a house and they're going to buy the house, right? 
Then they're going to refinance the house and they're going to use the cash out refinance to invest in crypto markets. And as they make money doing things like yield farming, which there's a whole other <laughs> three hour conversation to explain some of that stuff. But as they're making money with the cash out refi, you're earning a portion back on your mortgage by holding the mortgage with them. What I, I'm not sure how NFTs actually affect this because technically speaking, mm -hmm. I could get a co-signer on a house. Yeah. And then the mutual relationship that we have is I got to live in this house. However, you as the mm -hmm. person who co-signed in the house, number one, you're possibly on the title. Uh, but the other thing is, and more, more importantly, you now have that leverage of this capital to go and invest in any other projects that you want. Meaning not necessarily NFT projects. Like you can go and invest in other companies. You can go and get a loan from the bank. And they say, what capital do you have? What equity do you have? We say, well, I own a house. Really, they just co-signed on it. When, are you, are you saying that the company is just co-signing on it? They're not actually giving you a mortgage? Well, my question is, is that, is that, is that, oh, like, well, that is the difference. Is that, is that when, if, if they just co-signed on it, I still have a mortgage to, meaning conceptually, it's the same thing where they, they are repaying me in some way, shape or form, but there's always interest to be paid. Yeah. So they're not actually um, co-signing on it. You're going to them to get approved. They approve you. They, they basically buy the house, right? And when they buy it, they also do a cash out refi but you're, you're not on the official loans because they do those through regular banks. Then they use that to go out and make more money. And when they're making the money, you get a portion because you use their mortgage to buy the house because you're still paying them for the mortgage. Right. I think, you know what, honestly, I think there's enough here for me right now because I, I, I wanted to get into, uh, I wanted to get a little bit more into, into what it is that you do because I feel like I want to mm -hmm. give them, give everybody enough information to be dangerous. I don't want to give them the farm because I feel like we could be talking for hours and hours on end. Yeah. And I mean, that that specific project is, uh, like I say, it's, it's pretty technical. They do calls on it and whatnot for people that want to understand it better. They basically have like a webinar that walks you through it and they don't sell you anything. They're just showing you what the plan is, what the vision is, because they're they're building the base of people that want this thing. Because if they don't have people that want it, if they don't have people that believe in it, then down the road, if they have to fight, you know, for different regulations to be able to do this, nobody's going to be there to help. Right. You know? Right. Okay. So, so which is, I guess, the perfect time to talk about the, the meta agent discord that you guys have going on. Yes. So Sounds tell us good. about that. Yeah. So meta agent is something that Shane and I came up with. And basically we saw all the questions, all the friend requests coming in um, whenever we talked about this stuff online. And instead of talking to everybody one-on-one, -on -one, cause that would take forever and explaining this stuff is, is pretty complicated. Uh, we decided to create a discord where people could go in and number one, start to learn discord because that's where a lot of this decentralized conversation takes place. You know, that's like, Real estate agents have Facebook groups. Uh, people in DeFi and crypto are in Telegram and Discord, <laughs> which I don't like Telegram, but that's beside the point. So we're creating this, getting people more comfortable with Discord, helping them understand it. And then we're also putting out information on you know how to get involved with decentralized finance and crypto and stuff like that. We're not telling people go invest in this project. We're not saying go invest in that project. We're saying, 
here's what is possible, right? Because a lot of people don't know there are projects out there where you can purchase what's called a stable coin, okay? And a stable coin is a coin that's pegged to the US dollar and it's backed by actual reserves of one sort or another. And so the coin, you can look at the history of them. They typically go very, very minor movements um, in, in like correlation with the dollar. So you'll see one, for instance, magic internet money is considered a stable coin. And the lowest it's been, I think of all time was 91 cents. The highest it's been was a dollar four, but it stays typically right between that 99 and 101 mark, really close to the dollar. And so you could take something like that. And there are projects where you can go earn anywhere from 20 to 40% interest on that stable coin. And so it's essentially like a savings account with 400 times the reward of a normal savings account. <laughs> right. And right. So, and the discord is this, is this like, what's the goal, I guess, for you in the discord and what can people mm -hmm. expect when they come in? Yeah. When you come in, basically you have to verify that you're a real human and then you'll get access to the discord. You'll be able to see the channels for general chat, for crypto chat, for metaverse, uh, lead generation, different things like that. And it's really, it's it's like a big mastermind. Um, and in the future, we are going to be launching a meta agent NFT of our own that will come with like a advanced uh, level membership that will have some really cool benefits to it. And in the long term, we're also launching a consumer facing NFT project. So we'll have the meta agent NFT project, and then we'll have, um, we, we haven't launched the official name, but we're calling it the real estate rewards program. So that will be the consumer facing project. And ideally we're going to tie the two together. And so we have a national referral program through this NFT utility. Okay. So, so <laughs> it's, 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 I, I want to simplify, I guess, because I, I'm not intending that anybody listening to this is going to be like, now I fully get it. But I, what I want, right. what, my goal, at least of this live is for people to say, I know what an NFT is conceptually. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that it's the Grinch, meaning I'm not scared of this thing. I, I, it's yeah. not going to change the world and it's not going to ruin my life. We're all okay. Um, but the other thing is, is I don't want to, uh, to, um, I don't want to create a sense of uh, urgency in that, like, if I don't get this ASAP, like, I'm going to be falling way behind and everything's going to be done. But I want people to understand mm -hmm. that, like, it's okay if you don't get it now. Very few people do. Yeah. Um, and but why it's important to get it. So being that mm -hmm. uh, being so all of that being said. How how. It's such a silly question because it's such a it's such a complex <laughs> answer, but I'm just going to ask it anyway. How does this, uh, uh, from a benefits and not feature uh, um, standing in the answer, how does this affect the future of real estate and what changes can we expect in terms of seller's market versus buyer's market versus accessible versus inaccessible, all of that jazz? Right. So seller's market versus buyer's market. Um... I mean, that's, you know, market conditions, right? I think we're going to remain in a seller's market for a long time still. So <laughs> I think that's just going to be the way it is. Um, how can NFTs change things? Well, there's there's a lot of ways it could change things, right? Uh, we saw somebody recently attempt to sell like their house as an NFT. 
And I think that that could eventually be something that can happen where your house could be an NFT instead of having this massive deed, you have an NFT, which has all of the information, right? And when these are transferred, they're verified by all these different sources, depending on their blockchain, um, which blockchain, if you're not familiar, <laughs> to put that really simple, is like a ledger, right? It just all the transactions are public from most recent to the furthest one back. This is going so, deeper and deeper. I know. I know. I was like, ah, we don't have to go that deep. Anyways. <laughs> I saw that. You're like blockchain. You're like, there's no yeah. way that I can't define blockchain. Okay. Let's right. As quick as we can. But I think right. we're good. I think we're good. Ledger, okay? Yeah. So if you were to use something like an NFT to, to represent the house and represent the ownership in the house is really what it would represent, right? It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a replacement for the house because you can't live in an NFT. But the NFT could potentially replace something like your deed because instead of having that uh, paper that is just, you know, tough to keep track of once you have it anyways, uh, you could have an NFT that is in your NFT wallet and it represents the ownership in the house the same way a deed would. And the difference would be it'd be 10 times faster, <laughs> 10 times faster. It all be done on smart contracts. So it's like, you know, a button click and selling a house would be like that. You know, That's awesome. I mean, there's, there's a lot of potential with this stuff. And I, I don't even think I could like put into words the potential because I don't completely understand all of the potential. It's like different weeks or every week, every month we're seeing new things come out and you're like, wait, people can do that. You could do that. You know, and so I think it's changing so quick that um, it's tough to say with the long term. But yeah, I could definitely see something like a house being sold on an NFT. And instead of taking uh, three weeks to close or two weeks to close, it's like five minutes. Right. You could have houses instead of like a Zillow where everybody looks at the houses. They want to go see them. like you could have a house marketplace with the NFTs. <laughs> you could look around the country and people could sweep the floor which is where they go in and they buy all the cheapest ones in a certain um, NFT collection, right? <laughs> People could do that for, for houses. I don't know that that will happen. I don't know that it won't, but yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff that could happen. Uh, well, I, I'm, I, I'm studying for my real estate license to get my real estate license right now, which in mm -hmm. where I live in Canada and Ontario, it's an, it's a great, it's a very long process, but a, a lot of the things that I find is that there's so much legislation and 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 um, bureaucracy that they're teaching us about, and so much law, and it's it's a bit tedious. It's a lot tedious, honestly. And I'm just imagining like these folks over there who are probably like a bunch of like, let's say tradition, more traditional folks, are gonna be like going crazy when they have to recreate the whole real estate exam licensing process or something around <laughs> NFTs. Like 25 year olds don't even get this stuff, and we're supposed to create a whole thing around it. But uh, Facebook user, yes. Oh, is that maybe that's still Mo Hargett. Um, but yes, you're right. The possibilities are absolutely endless for this. Um, and mm -hmm. we really are just scratching the surface. So, so I think as a final thing, just to get back to that, uh, that discord. So yeah. So discord meta agent, meta agent right now, completely free. You can join it, join the discord. Um, I'll get you a link shortly here. Uh, I don't know where I put it, but I'll grab it real quick, but yeah, you can join free, come in, just start chatting, just start asking questions. We really want this to be, uh, a, very safe space for people to come in, not feel stupid because you don't know every new thing that's happening. And we want to help to bridge that gap of knowledge 
between the real estate industry and like Web3. And we're in there and there's a bunch of other smart people that are in there, people smarter than I am and smarter than Shane is when it comes to this stuff that are also in there giving advice, giving information, helping people understand how to even get started. Because a lot of people have like a Coinbase account or a crypto.com account, and you can't even get into most of this stuff with that. You have to create a MetaMask and you have to go uh, move your your currency into the wallet. And so I've been making some YouTube video tutorials on some of that stuff to help people get acquainted with it. But we've got people inside of the group that are answering questions where they're answering questions, helping people, again, bridge that knowledge gap and better understand it. Because I think the ideas that are really going to change the industry are probably like, aside from what's already out there, are probably going to come from people that don't even understand this stuff yet, that need the knowledge of how to do this or what it is and how it works before they're going to have the idea that completely changes things. Yeah. And, and, and just to kind of touch on something that you mentioned a couple of times is that you don't want people coming in feeling stupid about it and you're trying to bridge the gap. If anybody yeah. hasn't like checked out the description of this group, if you're watching it in a group, you should go and check it out because that description is literally, I like live on that. Like it's mm -hmm. a, it's, it's a safe space. Basically we're not here. Like I hate hustle culture. I hate the idea of like, that's all you're doing per year. Like this is my juicy. I'm not into any of that stuff. So first off, anyone that I bring on the show is also not going to be doing that. So I can certainly vouch that if you're looking for a place to learn and not feel like an idiot or not be treated like an idiot, then anywhere that Matt is, is definitely the place. Um, and the second thing is I got associated with Matt, like I said, a long time ago, because he was just different than everybody in the market that I could find. <laughs> um, and again, if you're looking to sincerely learn from somebody who is humble enough to not call himself an expert um, in a world where everybody's an expert, to be honest, um, then this is certainly the place to do it. So yeah, we're gonna, uh, Matt, if you like, yeah, like you link for you. Those links, we'll put them into the comments below. We'll also put them into the, uh, into the, um, I guess description afterwards so that anybody can kind of reach you there. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. I'll get that over to you. Oh, I found it. Okay. So let me get that over to you. Do I put it in the private chat here? Is that where uh, you could, or you could just put it straight into the comments. I'm not sure if you can see in Facebook. Let me see. All right, let me find but it here. Inside of StreamYard, you'll be able to see the comments on the right. Oh, okay. Right? Oh, gosh, those are there. I did not even know those were there. Um, I don't think I can comment in there. Let me see. Okay. I'll put it in private chat if you want to put it in there. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. So. Yeah, because I think I had to log in or something. But yeah, anyway, but yeah I mean, this is, uh, this is something that's coming fast, and it's going to change a lot of things. I think about 16% of people in the U.S. even own cryptocurrency, which puts us, you know, if you've ever looked at the... Uh, what do they call it the like the innovation adoption chart uh puts us like right between early mass adoption and like the the chasm of where it kind of falls off for a second and so we're kind of like right in that area where this is primed to really really take off and that's when we'll see even more innovation even more uh craziness and right now according to i think it was nar i'd have to look at which one it was but there was a stat i read the other day 12% of buyers, first-time home buyers, sold crypto for their down payments. 12%. And the crazier part there, that's the same number as the number of people that were using uh, gifted down payments. So if you're thinking like, well, gifted down payments, like, yeah, we run into that, you know, every three to five whatever transactions. Well, this is going to be <laughs> something right. that's even more common as well. And so just knowing like, when somebody says, well, right now I've got, um, you know, six Ethereum, 
but I got to figure out the best way to turn that into my down payment. Like just having the knowledge to help somebody in that situation could be another deal for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're a lender and you're able to help people when they're like, well, I've got all my money right now in Ethereum and in AVAX and they're like, oh yeah, well we can help you with that. Well, here's what you need to do so that you don't throw up red flags and delay the, you know, closing or delay the issues, uh, delay right. the process. There we go. Right. Like, so having the knowledge in this stuff is going to be very helpful in the business. Like even if you're not getting involved, but I think we're also going to start to see a lot of investors that want to be real estate investors coming out of the crypto space because right or not coming out, but like being formed yeah. more <laughs> in the crypto right. space because they're in there and they're learning about monthly passive income. Right. And so they're working on, on getting, well, actually we usually refer to it daily passive income, but <laughs> they're in there trying to get to, you know, two, $3,000 a day in passive income. And then once they've got that, they're able to move that and and get their first rental property. And the reason people do that is so they can have something more stable, right? Because in crypto, it is still very volatile. Now that might change over the years and these people might be making insane money every day. But as of right now, a lot of people I know are using crypto as a way to build up their, their bag to go out and buy some more real estate. Yeah. But I think, I think that, that, that what I said earlier about like the, 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 a bit opportunity, I suppose, of being an early adopter is less buying the actual NFTs itself and more knowing about it. it certainly mm -hmm. in real estate, like you said, in financing, just knowing enough about it. Like you don't have to be a property inspector to know that like asbestos is a problem, but you mm -hmm. need to know enough to number one, not sound like an idiot. And number two, know how to help someone. And I think that that when people think that they need to know everything about NFTs, they'll stop. But when you realize like you just need to know enough Mm -hmm. to to be different and to be like no 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 i got enough in this space that i can have a conversation about it it's like being fluent enough in a language to get around that's kind of what you need and and it makes it a lot more it makes it a lot more practical and real as somebody could be like wait I, I can actually do this and if you're speaking to people like those crypto investors um that you were just talking about that want to get into the real estate space like well somebody's saying i've been in real estate for 30 years and i sell this much above asking on average versus somebody else who's saying i get nfts and crypto and i can help you get into the market like that like that's a no-brainer of course <laughs> you're going to get into the one who understands a little bit about crypto and nfts and the fact that you're watching this facebook live or listening to this podcast is already making you i mean assuming you're listening to it within the, a couple of years of this being recorded, it already gives you a leg up uh, um, over your counterparts. So um, awesome job listening to that. Unfortunately, it wouldn't let me post the uh, the comment, the link. the link into the comments. No worries. Um, I'm a new user of StreamYard. Um, it's an unbelievable program, by the way, but apparently yeah. not good for commenting for me. Well, you um, can if you want to learn more about Meta Agent, you can go to meta-agent.io. And you'll see the roadmap, what we have planned, as well as at the bottom, there's a link to our Discord. So you can go ahead and do that, meta-agent.io. Okay, Matt, honestly, man, it's been <laughs> an absolute pleasure. Um, I, I found this incredibly enlightening. I'm sure so every, So has everybody listening and watching this. Um, and we should definitely do it again sometime, maybe when uh, when the market and when everybody else becomes a little bit more knowledgeable about this. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Well, hopefully we'll see you inside there. <laughs> see you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Marketers Podcast. I hope you found it valuable. Your success is my success, so I really want to see you grow. 
please share this podcast to other realtors that you think would benefit from it. And if you want to take your business to another level, go to boarddigital.com and book a time to talk. Otherwise, I'll see you next time.